Alpav Hashem, we are learning Babakama Daflama Dalid. We left off on Daflama Dalid, Amadal of six lines from the top of the Amid. We just had a Machlekes, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva, by Keren Tam, for which the owner, the Mazik, has to pay only Chatsi Nezek. However, it has to come Migufai. Rabbi Shmuel understands that the, that the Mazik is a Balchayv. The Guf is leaned to the Chayv. However, Rabbi Kiva understands that Huchlat Hashoir, that the animal becomes automatically transferred to the Nizhuk. Now, bear this Machlekes in mind when we start learning now the new Braisa. If an ox that is worth 200, Shenogach, that gourd, we're speaking about a tam, Shoir Shava Mosayim, a ox that was also worth 200, and the Chov al Zuz, and he devaluated the animal of the Nizik by 50 Zuz. So, Atkan, how much money would he owe? Being that he's a tam, he would owe. 25 Zuz. Now, by the way, 25 Zuz from Migufay of the Mazik represents an eighth of the value of the Mazik's animal and bear that eighth in mind. Now, what happens if the Shavach, if after the injury, the injured animal became worth more and appreciated, and now the Amadal Arba Zuz, and now it's worth 400 Zuz. So actually, it began with 200, and after it got damaged, it became worth now 400. However, says the Braithah, if not for this animal being injured, when it would have got appreciated by the Shavach, it would have been worth 800 Zuz. Says the Braithah, that the Mazik has to give the Nizak the 25 Zuz, in other words, he has to give him the money that he owed him when the Hezek happened, when the animal was depreciated by 50 Zuz. And as Rashi says, let's read Rashi inside, Since if the animal would not have gotten damaged, the animal would have been worth when it was Shavach, 800 so now, he has to give him the same 25 Zuz, Kishas Hanezek, as he owed him during the damage. What's the Chiddush, explains Rashi? The Mazik cannot tell the Nizik, What did I damage you? Now your animal is worth 400. It was worth 200. True, after it became damaged, it went down. But now anyways, not only did it recoup, for some reason, it's now appreciated for 400. So the Mazik doesn't want to pay anything. That is the Chiddush of the Braisa, that since if not for it getting damaged, it would have been worth 800. So here he does owe him. How much does he owe him? Kishas Hanezek. And let's read inside the second Toysvi. The Torah is saying that the Gemara doesn't even need to tell you, the Braisa doesn't even need to tell you, that the Mazik doesn't owe him half of the 400. No, it's one could have argued that the, that, the, that the damaged party can claim, if not for you, my animal would have been worth 800. So you really caused me a damage of 400. It, it was, it, it, from two, it only went to four, instead of 600. From two, it could have gone to eight. So pay me half of that. That's Lama Dalit. So for this, 
Toysvah says, that's not even a Havamina. Why not? First of all, it's not a direct damage. It's only a grama. And as Toysvah points out, because if that would have been the case, every time a mazik damages the nizik's animal when it's little, and automatically when it grows, it grows the injured, or it dies. So he cannot tell the mazik, you caused me a damage, my animal died, the animal now got, you know, was worth 100, now it's worth zero. Had it not gotten gored, it would have been worth in five months from now double. That is never a claim. That is not what the Bryce is teaching you. All the Bryce is teaching you is, is that even though Hishbiach, he has to pay him the amount of money he would have paid him, Kishaz Hanezek, and as the Bryce said, it got damaged 50, the animal is a tam, so he has to pay him 25. Back in the Braiso, Kochash, if after the damage happened, the initial damage was of 50 zoos, now the animal that got damaged got weaker, got even weaker, and now maybe it's worth a lot less, says the Braiso, Kishaz Hamadabedin. He owes him not 25 zoos. If when they went to the Dentreira, the animal that began was 200. Then after it got gored, it was only worth 150. When they went to the Din, it was only worth 100. He has to pay him 50. And here we don't say it's only a grama, as the Gemara is going to explain at the end. That the Nizak tells the Mazik, the, the horns of your animal is still inside mine. Your animal's Nezak is continuously devaluating my animal, and therefore Takahi owes him Kishasama the Din. Now, next case in the Braiso, what happens if Shavach Mazik? Now, again, let's speak out Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Kiva. According to Rabbi Kiva, So think about it. The Mazik damaged the Nizik's animal. Being that he's a Tam, as we explained, he owes him 25 Zeus. 25 Zeus from 200 Zeus means he owes him an eighth of the value of the Mazik's animal. If the mazik's animal becomes automatically transferred to the nizak, that would mean that the nizak owns an eighth of the mazik's animal. So now what happens if the mazik's animal becomes appreciated? And the nizak says, I want to get an eighth of what your animal is worth now. And according to Rabbi Kiva, he would talk and be able to say it. Says this Braisa, not nisht. He only gets the 25 zuz. Noisim like Yishasa so clearly we see from the first case of the Seifa that this Braisa Paskins like Rabbi Shmuel. However, continues the Braisa, if Kochash, if the Mazik's animal becomes devaluated, depreciated, so here the Braisa says, that what we do is, we tell the Nizak, you get, you get, you receive an eighth of what the Mazik's animal is worth now when they went to Adentaira. And that's going to be the contradiction that only makes sense according to Rabbi Kiva. So Omar Mar quotes the Gemara de Braisa in the Sefer that if Shabach, that if the Mazik's animal becomes appreciated, so then Mazik only has to give him Kishas Hanezek. We don't say that the Nizik is a partner in that appreciation. Obviously, like we spoke out, Mani, Rabbi Shmolhi. The Omar that he says that Take, the payment is mi gufai, but the Mazik is only a Balchayv. Balchayvu. He's only considered the Balchayv and Vezuzei who domestically he only has a monetary claim over him. So therefore he doesn't get benefit from the Mazik's animal's appreciation. However, Amos Seifah, the final case in the Braiso was, Kochash, that if the Mazik's animal becomes devaluated and says the Braiso Kishas Hamada then the Nizik is only going to get an eighth 
of the mazik's animal as it is. When it became depreciated, why should that be? That only makes sense if he became a partner in the animal. The answers the Gemara, no. And now the Sefer of the Sefer makes sense since he owed him Bishas Hanezek 25 Zuz, which represents an eighth of the Mazik's animal. Hitaka becomes a partner in the eighth of the animal. And now if the Mazik's animal loses value, well, then he's a clause with it. He's a partner and he only gets an eighth. I, the Reisha, why did it say that if Shavach the Nizik doesn't participate in the Shvach, it's only Kishapitmai, because the damager, the Mazik, invested money to fatten up his animal. And as the Mepharshim speak out, that the appreciation is equal the investment. So then, that is why the Mazik is the only one that benefits from the appreciation, because he was the one that gave food to fatten up the animal to make the animal worth more money. Now let's go back to the first case of the Braisa, which was Shavach. First case of the Braisa was when the Nizak's animal became appreciated. Not the Mazik's, the Nizak's. And the Ahmad, and now it's worth 400 Zuz. So the Braisa said in the beginning, As Rashi pointed out, he can't claim I owe you nothing. Anyways, your animal is worth even more than it was worth before I damaged it. No. He has to pay him the 25 zuz. To make the b'raise consistent, when you contrast the reisha and the seifa, it must be speaking about the same basic case. And if keshepitmai, so in other words, the nizik in the, in the reisha, the nizik was the one that fed the animal, and therefore the mazik cannot tell the nizik, that I don't have to give you anything, your animal is anyways worth now 400 zuz. If the Nizak was the one that made his animal worth 400 zoos, the Mazak cannot benefit from it. Of course the Mazak should not benefit from it. What's even the Chiddush? Amar Papa explains to Papa the following. The price has been consistent. And the Reisha, Mishkachas law, being the Patma Patumei, being the Shavchum Emeila. The Reisha of the Brais is speaking about all cases. That if the Nizik's animal becomes worth more, whether the Nizik was the one that caused it to happen, which for sure the Mazik cannot benefit, or if it happened by itself, the Chiddush is for when it happened by itself, and the Yitzrach Lashmin, and in the case of the Shavchum Emeila, that still the Brais tells you a Chiddush, Noisun Lechishas Nezik. However, the Seifon is speaking similar to some of the cases of the Reisha, which will be in the case that the Mazik was the one that invested and fattened up his animal. The owner fattened it, the Brice is consistent enough in the Reisha and the Seifa, and again the whole Brice is Rabbi Kiva, and the Seifa, the Nizik, doesn't keep an eighth of the newly valued animal because that new appreciation only came from the mazik. Now, continues the Gemara, Kochash. The, the Brisa says that if after the goring, the animal of the nizak continuously became de-appreciated, it became weakened, so, so then, Kishas Hamada Bedin, the mazik has to pay the nizak not 25 zoos, half of the 50 depreciation. No, if one, by the time they came to the basin, it's only worth 100 zoos, which means there was a damage of 100 zoos. He has to pay him 50. Why did the Nizak's animal become 
weakened. It became weakened because the Nizza kept on working his animal and the animal was injured, so the injurer was aggravated. So, lay molay, why can't the mazik tell the nizik, at machachash, you weakened your own animal. I have to pay you for that damage. There's a rule, grama binizak and potter. Yes, if not for the mazik beginning the injury, the animal wouldn't have gotten weakened. But once the nezik happened, if the damaged party aggravated it further, or did not allow the animal to heal, I need to get my day's work, the mazik taka will not have to pay. So Ahmed Abashi, that the case was the kachash machmas makor, it continuously weakened because of the klap, because of the nezek that it received. And even though the nezek happened on Monday, and on Monday it only got devalued 50 zuz, for which he has to pay half. And by the time they went to the dentrate on Thursday, it went down another 50 zuz, it happened later, and therefore, you might have thought it happened later. It's a, a grama. To Amalei, the Nizak tells the Mazik, Karna de Tairach That you know why my animal got weakened more and more? Because the horns of your animal is still buried in mine. So we don't view them only as a grama. We view the continual de-appreciation as something that the Mazik is directly doing. For which the Mazik has to pay for the damage, or in the case of Tam Chatzinezik, Gavaldik. With this, we conclude Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, and now we're moving on to the Mishnah and Daf Lamed Dalid. Baruch Atah Adinoi Elohim 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 Shakolim Udvari. Okay, Chaver Halkov. This Mishnah is Gavaldik. Up until now, we have the general rule that when the Mazik's animal is a Tam, when it comes to goring or things that are similar to goring, Kavanos Elohazik. The owner only has to pay chatzin nezek. Not only does he only have to pay chatzin nezek, but that payment comes migufay. Migufay means that if the half a nezek is more than the value of the mazik's animal, then the mazik doesn't even have to pay for the full chatzin nezek. The money of the chatzin nezek comes from the goof of the animal of the mazik. Now really, let me just read out a few psukim in the Torah. The Torah writes like this, before we learn the Mishnah. ish. Again, we're speaking about the case of Tam. So the Torah says, Umachru hashoir hachai That the living animal, meaning the mazik's animal, should be sold. And half of the value should go to the nizik. We'll see soon. Half of the value. What does it mean, half of the value? If the mazik's animal is worth a thousand times more than the nizik's animal, the nizik doesn't get more than half. We'll see that in a moment. These are the words on the Pasik. And then it says, Vigam es hameis yechetzon. The carcass is also sold, and the money is divided in half. Now let's not forget that we learned on the Fiyud Amid Beis, the rule that habaylim metaplim benevela. Which means, now that is said by the case of a muad. If I'm the mazik and you're the nizik, my animal gored your animal. My animal was worth 200, your animal was worth 200. But if your carcass is worth 50, so we don't say that I damaged the 200 shoyed animal. I didn't. It was worth 200, now it's worth 50. So the nevela belongs to the nizik. It's not nice, but that's what it is. So I only damaged 150. That's the meaning of habaylam et nevela. Now what will be the case of a tam? So by a muad, he has to pay 150. By a tam, he has to pay migufay, but how much? Half of that, 75. Which means the mazik, so to say, eats up half of the loss. 
But the Nizek also eats up half of the loss because he began with something worth 200. Now he only gets 75. Which means how much did he lose? I'm sorry, he gets, he gets 75 plus he keeps the carcass. So 75, each one, the kid said loses 75. Now let's read the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, Shoir Shava Masayim. If the Mazik's ox is worth 200, Shenogach Shoir Shava Masayim, and it was Mazik, the Nizak's ox, that was worth 200. Says the Mishnah, in a case where, Ve'en Hanavela Yafaklum, the Nevela is worth nothing. So how much damage happened? 200. And the payment has to come, Migufoy. So Amanav Meir, this is where the Torah says, Umachru es hashoir hachai, v'chotzu es kaspoi. The Torah again doesn't want to tell you that the Nizek always gets half of the value of the Mazik's animal. No, no, no. The Nizek is only going to get half of the damage. Chatsi Nezek. Where do you take a divide the Mazik's animal in half? Mamash in this case. So here, Taka, the Mazik sells his animal, and it's worth 200. He was Mazik 200. He has to only pay 100. Each one gets 100. Amalei Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda tells Rav Meir, first of all, what you said is correct. V'chein halacha. And v'kiyamton, through your interpretation, you only explained the first half of the Pasik that says, Umachru esashayrachai v'chatsu eskaspoi making it clear that the Nizek doesn't always get half of the animal of the Mazik. He only gets 50% of the damage. However, you didn't explain the meaning of the words that the carcass should be divided, sold, and divided into half. What does that mean? Where does that happen? The Eza says Rav Meir, says Rav Yehuda to Rav Meir. So says Rav Yehuda that there is some sort of ownership that the mazik has in the carcass. The carcass also is divided into two. What will be that case? Zeshoir Shava Mosayim, the ox of the mazik is worth 200. Shenogach Shoir Shava Mosayim, the Nizik's ox was worth 200. And now it died. But one second, says Rabbi Yehuda, the Nevela is worth 50, the example that we spoke out. So how much damage really happened? 150. And the end game will be that the Nizek will get 75, and the Mazik will have to give 70. Each one eats 75. But how does it happen? Look at what Rabbi Yehuda says. Wow! Not only is the Mazik's animal sold into two, and each one is an owner of half, so each one gets 100. You take the carcass that's worth 50. You sell that, and the Mazik also has some sort of ownership in it. So each one ends up with... 125. How much does each one lose? 75. So the numbers don't change from Rav Meir. If the damage was of 150, since the animal is a tam, then Isaac only gets half. He gets 75. The question is, how do you get to that number? So Rav Meir never holds that the mazik has any sort of ownership in the carcass. Like we said, the carcass belongs completely to the nizik. So therefore, we deduct it's worth 50. So the, the damage is only 150. Okay, so the mazik owes him 150. The, the mazik is a tam. So how much does he owe him? 75. He owes him 75. Finished. But at the beginning we said about the No, there's a, there are times, there are times that the nevela is worth nothing. That will be the case that Rav Meir explains that we say v'chatsum as katspoi. 
Because for Chatzuas Kaspoi is never that the Nizik owns half of the animal of the Mazik. He only gets half of the damage. So the case where selling the animal will be v'chatzu is when the animal is worth all of the nezik. He only gets half of the nezik v'chatzu l'skaspoi. The Meir never holds that there is any sort of ownership that the mazik has in the carcass. Rabbi Yehuda holds that there is, there is a time that he will owe the carcass. Now another thing which is important. Everyone agrees that the mazik could pay the nezik shavakesef. Call Mila Meitafu. We learned in the beginning of the Masechta. So he doesn't, the Mazik doesn't have to keep the carcass. The Mazik can tell him, bottom line is, I owe you 75. Take the whole carcass. So half of it should have been mine. So 25 is from the carcass. And the other, and the rest, and, and the other 75, I'm going to pay you. So it's going to end up with the same numbers. But there is some sort of ownership, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that the mazik has in the carcass, and the Gemara is going to clarify exactly where that is. So let's learn a b'raisa that, that expounds further what we learned, the machlekes, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. In the case of the safe of the Mishnah, that the Nevela is worth 50 zuz, which means the nezek was 150. The shayr is a tam, how much does he have to pay? 70, he has to pay half, 75. Says Rabbi Yehuda, how does that payment happen? If everyone started out with an animal worth 200, and they end up with 125, how much did each one lose? 75. The numbers are the same. But how do you get to the payment of 75? No, it's the Mazik loses 75, the Nizik loses 75. So Rav Meir insists that they both become partners in each other's animals, in this case. So both, the, the living one is worth 200. So how much does each one get from the living one? 100. The carcass is worth 50. How much does each one get from the carcass? Half, 25. Each one remains with 125. Each one lost 75. Because they, each one began with 200 zoos. Like we learned in the Mishnah. And now Rabbi Yehuda again that he interprets the Pasik. The Pasik says that And Rabbi Yehuda understands means that the Mazik is owner of half of the carcass. Everyone holds that the Nizik only gets half of the damage, so this will be the scenario. We each one gets half of the animal, and now the Nizik only got half of the damage. The damage was 150, he only gets 75. In other words, each one remains at the end with the value of 125. Rameir says, we never say that. The Mazik never owns the carcass. Ella, what is the Pasik referring to? In the case where the Nevela is worth nothing. In other words, he made a damage of 100. He made a damage, I'm sorry, of 200, for which the Mazik has to pay Chatzin Nezek, he has to pay him 100. Here is where the Nizak becomes a partner, so to say, in the animal of the shirt. This can be even according to Rabbi Yishmol. A partner, or he has a lien, but half of the value belongs to the nizik. What does Rav Meir interpret the words? The answers Rav Meir Gavaldik. The word yechtsun doesn't mean that the mazik divides the mace. 
doesn't mean that. It means the gam es hames, which means that the pchas nevela goes to the nizak. That before you calculate the, the damage, look at the carcass. And the word yechzun means pchas, shepachasoi misa, that the, the depreciation that you have to take into account when you include the carcass. You can't say the shred was worth 200, now it's dead. You don't say that. You say that if the shred was worth 200, but now the carcass is worth 50, the damage is only 150. And now what happens with that money is half of the real sum total damage is divided from the living animal. In other words, the gamma sames yechzun, according to Rabbi Yehuda, means the mazik owns, in, in one scenario, half of the mace. Rav Meir says, no. The gamma sames, don't forget about the mace. Don't forget that if the mace has value, you have to put it into, into the cheshbin. And now, when you put it into the cheshbin, so the Pasik says, yechzun, the nizek, never gets more than half. So, v'chatsu v'sashayr achai, that's if it works perfectly. If the mazik owes... 100, and his animal is worth 200, then the then But like we mentioned, if the nizaks, if the damage was 200, and he only owes him half, 100. But if the mazik's animal is worth 400, we don't say that the nizak gets half. The Pasik repeats it to tell you that after you deducted the nevela, only half you get. You get half of the damage, never more. Now, asks the Gemara, the bottom line is, they both hold of the same din. Michti behold, bein l'rav meir, bein l'rav yehuda. In the case of our Mishnah, hai meya ve'esrim v'chamisha shakil, v'hai meya ve'esrim v'chamisha shakil. Bottom line will all be the same. They both started out with an animal that was worth 200, and each one at the end is only going to stay with the value of 125. Each one lost 75. My benayah, what will be the practical difference between Ameir and Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Yehuda holds that there's some ownership that the mazik has in the carcass. Amar Rava, so Rava answers, If the carcass became de-appreciated. So when the nezik happened, the carcass was worth 50. Later, by the time they went to the dentaira, the carcass was only worth 40. It began to rot. Rav Meir holds, since there is never ownership from the mazik in the animal, who swallows that loss? Only the nizik. That pchas nevela the nizik hava. But since Rabbi Yehuda understands from the words vigam es hames yechatsun, that it means the mazik owns some of the, of the carcass, so if there is a depreciation, half of that loss is the mazik's loss. Pchas nevela, the mazik hava palgam, who eats up the final ten. Half and half. Half of that goes on the mazik. Now the problem is that we learned on Dafyud Bailim Metaplim Benavela. By a muad, Kula the carcass belongs only to the Nizak. If you are explaining, Rava, that what Rabbi Yehuda means, that the mazik owns the carcass, that's to his detriment, that's if the Nevela goes down, the mazik is part of that loss, half is on the mazik, it's going to come out that a tam is going to be more chamur than a muot. By a muot, we have the leniency, at least, that we don't look at the hamadas bedin. We only look pshas hanezek. If the nevela was worth 50, the mazik only owes 150. By a muot. By a tam, you say he owns half. But on the other hand, you're saying 
that if the nevela goes down, then the mazik has to absorb half of the loss. So Abaya asks Ravim, Kain Matsinu Lanab Yehuda, Daf Lamadalam Bays, Datam Khamur Mimod in this din, and we don't want that. We don't want for a tam to be more chamer than muad. And vechit ema hachinami. And if you're going to say yeah, yeah, that there are t- there is a case where a tam is more strict than a muad. And what is, where is that? Kedetanan that there's a mishnah that speaks about a concept called shmira pechusa, which means a minimally guarded animal. And we'll learn that later. That if the owner had a little bit of a guardianship, and the animal nevertheless damaged. So there we learned Rabbi Huda Oimer, second line from the top, Tam Chayev, that if the if the Shmira was very weak, there was Shmira, but it was considered a minimally guarded ox, the Tam is gonna have to pay. And a mud will be exempt. So yeah, you see that a Tam for other dinam can be more chamer than a mud, says the Gemara. Asks here Abaya Tirava, Aimer the Shumat Layla Rabbi Yehuda, only Liing in Shmira. And you know why that's taka the case? Because the Chsivi Kroy will learn the Sukkim for that. However, we never find that Tam should be more Chamer than what? And the opposite, says the Gemara. There's a Braisa that says the following. This is all proving that even according to Rabbi Yehuda, Tam always is going to be more Kal than what? So therefore, your interpretation of Rabbi Yehuda's understanding that the mazik owns the nevela, and that's going to be to the detriment of the mazik, that cannot be. That's not what Rabbi Yehuda meant. But let's learn the Braisa. Look at these cases. It's like a Valdeke cases. Shor Shava Manu. Shenagach Shor Shava Chamesh Saloim. Chebra, one sela is four zuz. So how much is five saloim? Twenty zuz. So how cup? The mazik's animal is worth a mana. The Nizak's animal was worth 20, 20 zuz, and now the Nelevela now is only worth one sela, which means how much did the animal lose? Four sela. What's four sela? 16 zuz. Now, if the animal is a tam, how much from the 16 zuz do you have to pay? Half. How much does he owe him? Eight. Okay. His animal is worth 100, says Rabbi Yehuda, Zen Noitel Chatzi Achai. Says Rabbi Huda, you would think that there is such a thing. No, we want to point out when the Torah says, but he wants to make it clear that there will be times that if the Nizak becomes half partner in the Mazik, he's going to get how much? A lot more than the damage. The damage that, he's, that he, he was only 16. The Torah only really obligates him to pay him 8. If he's going to own half just that, huh? He, he, so Rabbi Yehuda says, you know why you don't say that? Because Omarta v'chimuad l'ma Rabbi Yehuda says, you know why you can't say that? It's not always a machros ha'sherachai, because the Torah wrote a separate pasik to make muad more chamer than the tam. And, and Rabbi Yehuda says, why did Hashem put muad in a separate pasik? That you have to pay Nezek Shalom. Lahachman Olaf. Was it Lahachman or Lahakam? Habo, I mean, it's only Lahachman Olaf. And therefore, Rabbi Huda says, since a muad is always more chamer than a tam, Uma muad, Enem Shalom, Elamashe Hizik. Okay, not eight zoos. In our case, you have to pay him the whole 16 zoos. So, Tamakal, the culture, it can't be that he always gets half of the animal of the mazik. That's the end of the price.
So what's the proof of Abaya? Now you see from this Braisa that Rabbi Yehuda begins with a premise that Tam is always more kal than mud. So he proves that only means he only gets paid half. He never gets paid more than half. So Kash is back. How are you interpreting it, Rabbi Yehuda? That he means that the that the Mazik owns the carcass to the point that if the carcass gets depreciated, the Mazik loses half. And that again is only by a tam, by a muat. We had three psukim on that Yudamid base. That habailam ataplam bin avela can be that tam is chamrimimuat. So therefore we reject the answer of Rava. So now the Gemara discovers that Rabbi Yechanan already explained the meaning of the Mishnah. He gave, Rabbi Yechanan gave you the scenario where Rabbi Yehuda holds that the Mazik becomes a half owner in the animal of the Nizak. Elo Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan told us that not chas nevela, shvach nevela ikebenayu. The machloik is between Amir and Rabbi Yehuda specifically in a case where the value of the carcass, the market value for a carcass went up. So let's give the example, the Mazik, same thing, the Mazik's animal is worth 200. The Nizik's animal was worth 200. Mazik's animal killed the Nizik, the carcass is worth 100. So how much damage happened? 100. Now, if the, now, when, by the time they came to a trader, they, the, the price of dead meat went up. So the Nizik's dead animal is not worth 100, now it's worth 120. Ah, so now we say the Marsava Rameir holds that the carcass fully belongs to the Nizik. And therefore, if when he killed the animal, the carcass was worth 100, so how much money does he owe him? If he's a Muat, he owes him 100. If he's a Tam, he owes him 50. I, the carcass is worth now 120, that's nothing to do with the Mazik. The Nizik loses if it's Pchas, the Nizik gains if it goes up. However, Umar Savar, here is where Rabbi Yehuda holds that the Mazik is a partner in the Nizik's animal, that Palga, that the Nizak, the Mazik, participates with half of the appreciation. And let's give the example. So let's halt up now. Let's go to the case of Mu'ad. Case of Mu'ad would mean partner, even by a Mu'ad. Again, the Nizak's animal, when it was living, was worth 200. When it's dead, it's worth 100. So in the beginning, a Mu'ad, how much will the Mazik owe? 100. Now that the carcass went up to 120, and the trader says, So half of the appreciation goes to the mazik. How much does the mazik owe? 90, according to Rabbi Yehuda. In the case of a tam, this is the way the Achrenim speak out, we say the mazik owns half of the carcass. So when it went from 100 to 120, half of that is to the benefit of the mut. Which means if the animal would have been a, ta, a, a mu'at, he would have to pay 90. Tom pays half of that. So it's really, it's a quarter. In other words, he would have to pay him 45. When the animal, in the example that we gave, one from 100, the carcass, to 120, the Tom has to pay 45. How do you get to 45? First half of the carcass belongs to the mazik. So now the appreciation went up 20. So that 20, half of that belongs to the mazik. But it's not that he deducts the whole half. By a time that you pay chatzin ezik, so the 90 is divided into half and you pay him 45. According to Rav Meir, how much does the mazik have to pay? 50. 
it, it, the, the animal was worth 200. When it was dead, it was worth, the carcass was worth 100. The nezik was of 100. Tom Pace had 50. That is where there's a machlaikis. Only where the animal of the nizak became appreciated. Rabbi Yehuda holds that there is some ownership to the benefit of the mazik, both by Tom and Muad. And now the Gemara explains, now it will make sense, now we'll understand the following question that Rabbi Yehuda had based on our correct understanding of Rabbi Yehuda. Now that you said that Hashem has compassion on the Mazik, meaning that only in the case of a Shvach, that the Shokil B'Shivcha, that the Mazik benefits, if the carcass became appreciated because the gamas the mazik owns. In this case, some of the carcass, half of the carcass. So now you understand what Rabbi Yehuda asked. Yochel, you would think This is mamish gavaldik. If the mazik's animal is worth twenty zuz, and it gored the shoir of the nizak that was worth one hundred zuz, and the nevela is worth fifty zuz. If the animal is a tam, how much money would he owe him? 25. But don't forget that his animal is only worth 20 zuz. We are learning the whole time that even the half has to come migufay. Now, if the gufay is not worth 25 zuz, the nizak will lose. The nizak will take the whole animal. But the whole animal is only 20. That is the way it really is. However... Before we come to the way it really is, they asked, Rabbi Huda was asking himself, I hold that you take the Pasuk Kipshutai. The animal of the Mazik is divided into half, half Mazik, half Nizik. The carcass is divided into half, half Mazik, half Nizik. What's going to happen? You know what's going to happen in such a case? If you were to do that, what would happen? Imamash, what's going to happen is, is that he make the cheshman. The mazik started out with an animal that was worth 20. He's, if the mazik is a partner in the animal of the nizik, in half, he's going to end up, half of his is how much? How much is half of his? his 10. His is worth a 20? 10. How much is the carcass? 50. How much is half of 15? 25. 10 and 25 is 35. So Rabbi Yehuda says, will it come out that because the mazik was the mazik, he's going to end up with more money? So to this, Rabbi Yehuda responds, Now, Marta, I'll tell you, you can't say that. Because Heichan Matzino, where would we ever find that Mazik Niskor? Where, where else would you find that the Mazik benefits Shezen Niskor? So first of all, logically it can be. And second of all, Rabbi Yehuda adds, Ve'oimer, it says regarding Amuot, Shalem Yishalem. And Shalem Yishalem is a double expression to teach you wherever a Mazik does damage, wherever, he always pays. There can never be a case that he benefits. That we learn from Shalom Yishalom. So now, what are we trying to prove from over here? In other words, now that we explained that the mazik's ownership in the carcass means to the benefit of the mazik, that's why there was even a havamina to ask such a question. If you learn pshat the way Rabbi learned pshat before, that Rabbi Huda's understanding of the gam esameis yechetzun means that the mazik loses if there's a pchas nevela, this question wouldn't have even been a question. 
But now you appreciate the question. Now that Rabbi Yechonon understands Rabbi Yehuda Rav Meir, Rabbi Yehuda holds that the mazik is a partner in the carcass to the benefit of the mazik, so he, at least there was a havamina. What will be in such a case? Do you say that the mazik benefits at Kedekach, that he started out with 20 and he ends up with 35? But here the Brayse says, now that we also don't say. He's, he only benefits in the example that we gave. Now the first damage was 100, but now the carcass is worth 120, so the mazik owns 10, so it's only a really 90, and he only pays half of that. He benefits a little bit, but he can never benefit that he benefits that he walks out taking money. Now, the Gemara, according to this, Braisa wants to know, why did he have to say, V'oymer, shalem yishalem, my v'oymer? Why isn't the logic enough that what mazik niskar? That should be enough. The mazik can never benefit. Because v'chi teima, I would think that hanimili, hechadik p'seidulanizik. I would think that you know where we for sure never say that the mazik is niskar if the mazik's benefit will be to the loss of the nizak. We're going to find a scenario where it could be, there's going to be a case where the nizak also does not lose. Maybe the, maybe the mazik should benefit. What will be the case where a mazik does nezek and the nizak won't lose? The mazik's ox is worth 20 cell. The, the nizik animal is also only worth 20, 20 zoos. 20 zoos, 20 zoos. And for whatever reason, after the animal died, the carcass went up, and now the carcass is worth 30 zoos. Of the nizik. Yeah, in a case, for whatever reason. Yeah, in, if such a case were to happen. So now let's make the cheshman. If each one would own half, so the mazik's animal that's worth 20, each one gets 10. 10, 10. The nizik's animal that's now worth 30, each one gets from that 15. 15 and 10 is 25. The mazik started out with 20. 25. The nizik started out with 20. He'll also get 25. So in such a case, the nizik is not losing by the mazik benefiting. So maybe the mazik should get that shakal nami mazik b'shivcha. Maybe here, Mazik should, be, should gain because the Nizik is also ending up with more money. He's not losing. So that's why the Braisa added the words as a rule. That the Bailam can never take. So now that we interpreted the meaning of Rebbe Yehudan and, and, and we rejected the interpretation of Rava because Tam can never be Chamor than Muad. There's one final question we have, Lashitas Rabbi Yehuda, that understands that the Mazik owns the carcass when it's to the benefit of the Mazik. I'm going to paint you a picture where the Nizik will get paid, the Mazik will have to pay, but maybe the Mazik will end up paying less than half. Let's see the case. Omar Perhaps, according to you, that you're saying that Rabbi Yehuda, the Mazik owns some of the carcass when the carcass goes up. Tam Mishalim, There might be a case where the Tam is going to end up paying more than half an Nezek. And what will be the case? Rashi speaks out the following. The mazik's ox is worth 50. The nizik's ox was worth 40. When the animal got killed, the carcass is worth 20. So how much has it happened? 20. If the mazik's animal is a tam, how much does he have to pay? 10. 
Good. Now, go ahead and let's see what happened over here. If we're going to say that the animals are divided in half, so the nizik's carcass, that's 20, divided in half, 10 for the nizik, 10 for the mazik. The mazik's animal is going to be divided into half. How much was it worth? How much is it worth? 50. How much is half and half? 25. 25 and 10 is? 35. 35. Now, the nizik started out with how much? With 40. Now he's losing. He, he's losing. Because it was only a tom. So it doesn't bother us over here that it doesn't bother us that tom is going to be cow then mod. Because in the case of mod, when the nizik starts out with 40, how much does the nizik always end up with? 40. By mod, he gets paid all of the damage. Here, tom will be lenient. But maybe the mazik will end up giving more than half. Now that you said that the Rabbi Yehuda learns that the living animal is divided in half and the carcass is divided in half, what would be the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda in this case? Maybe in such a case, even though the animal is only a tam, the mazik ends up giving more than half of the damage. And it's still, tam will be still cow, then what? Will Rabbi Yehuda hold of such a thing? Says the Gemara is later Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda also holds that Pchas Shepochas Amisa Machzen Bachayai and not more. Everyone is Moida. Everyone is Moida. That if the Nizak's animal is worth money, the carcass, you deduct it off the damage, and then at the end, whatever that number is, a tam only pays half, never more than half. And then that half comes Migufay. Rabbi Yehuda also holds like Rav Meir. There's no disagreement about it. The only case where there is a machlekes between Amir and Rabbi Yehuda is in the case that uh, Rabbi Yechanan explained, which was shvach nevela. That since if there's a shvach nevela, and like we said, both by Atam and by Amot, Rabbi Yehuda, the mazik benefits from half of that shvach. Like we gave it the case. By Amot he'll pay 90, and by the Tam he'll only pay 45. Now, minale, where will Rabbi Yehuda know that? Rameir learns the Pasik, the Gamas Hames, Yechatsun, to teach us this then. That the Gamas Hames, Kama, the Mace is taken into account. And the sum total of the damage, Yechatsun, on the Mazik, the Mazik has to pay half. But where does Rabbi Yehuda learn the din that Pchasha, Pichasa, Misa is Machatsun from the living one and never more? From he learns it from the same Pasik, but it can't be. This Pasik, according to Rabbi Huda, teaches you that the Mazik benefits Bishwach Nevela. So, answers the Gemara, he learns both Dinim from the same line. Because in Cain, if the Titus telling you Avada like Rav Meir, you have to take the carcass into account. And the sum total, whatever that damages by Yatam, is only. Half, Yechatsun, the Mazik only has to pay half. But the trader could have written the Es Hames Yechatsun. When the trader writes Vigam Es Hames Yechatsun, that is from that word that Rabbi Yehuda learns the other din. Number one, Tom only pays half. Number two, in a case where the carcass becomes appreciated, Shvach Nevela, where Rabbi Yehuda, the Mazik owns half of that Shvach. And that's the only case where there's a machlek is Rav Meir and Rabbi Huda. Now, at the end, everything we learned until now was great. Tom pays half a damage. 
and, and you, how do you calculate the half a damage? The nevela is taken into account. Can't say the animal was worth 200, you killed it, give me 200. No. If the carcass is worth 50, the mazik says, I made a nezek of 150. Everyone agrees to that. Everyone agrees that how much will he have to pay at the end? Never more than 75. Only if the gufai is worth that. But if the gufai of the mazik is worth half, he has to pay him half, never more than half. Rabbi Yehuda also learns the gam as hamei that the mazik owns half of the carcass in the case where there is a shvach nevela. So that shvach nevela is deducted off the sum total that I asked to give him. Gavaldik. Moving on to the... There's a kind of That's exactly what we're saying. Next Mishnah. Now, we'll be with the Mishnah, then we'll continue with the Gemara next year. Says the Mishnah, the Flamadalo, the Medbeis, Yesh, Chayiv, Almasa, Shoiroi, Upater, Almaisa, Atzmai. Let's contrast our times that if one's ox and he does the same type of damage, he'll be Chayiv for what his ox did and he'll be exempt for what he did. However, there are times that it's the opposite. That Potur al Maisa Shoiroi, and the same act that he does, the Chayiv al Masa Atzmai. Here we have a Mishnah that doesn't go Rishon, Rishon, Achen, and Achen. Here we have a Mishnah that's first going to explain the latter case, Patur al-Maisa Shoiroi, V'chayv al-Maisa Atzmai. What will be the case? Ketzat, says the Mishnah. Shoiroi Shebiyesh, if his ox ashamed someone, he'll be Patur. As we continuously learn, that even though the Torah is M'chayv, the owner, to pay for Nezek, if my mamain was Mazik, I'm only hired for Nezek. The other, Arba Devarim, including Busha, is only by the Adam HaMazik. But for who should be a Another example, Shoyda Shishima saying, Abdai, if my ox blinds my slave's eye, or Vihipila Shinoi, then the owner is putter both. He doesn't go free, and he doesn't owe him money, because his property damaged another of his, one of his properties. However, Vuhu Shishima saying, Abdai, but if the master blinds, the eye of the Ebed, or Vihipal Eshinoi, then the din is, Chayiv. Chayiv means the master is Mechuyiv to set him free. Good. Now, we're going to go to a case, what, Yerchayiv al-Maisa Shoiroi, Upatar al-Maisa Atzmoi, now we're going to the Reish of the Mishnah, Shoiroi Shechavel Ba'avev Ube'imoi, if one's ox damaged, hurt one's parents, then Chayiv, the owner of the ox, is Chayiv to pay, like he has to pay for his ox damaging anyone else. How much was the damage? Pay up. However, God forbid if a person wounds his father or his mother, then he will never have to pay for damages. He'll be potted because of a rule called whenever a person does one act for which there are two penalties. Here there's the financial penalty. But one second, there's a more serious penalty. A person who's, who, who makes a chabala in a father and a mother is chayv misa. So if a person is Chayiv Misa, he only is Chayiv Misa, and he doesn't have to pay the financial penalty as well. And likewise, If my ox burns someone else's property down on Shabbos, I'm Chayiv to pay for the damage. Um, and by the way, Rashi adds, how much damage do I have to pay? Since my ox burning something else down is Mishuna, Rashi says. So the rule of Mishuna, it goes into the category of Ked and Tam. I have to pay only Chatzin Ezek, unless it repeated it 
until it became a mort. However, says the Mishnah, if a person, God forbid, burns his properties, uh, his fellow's properties down, then it'll be potter. Why? Burning on Shabbos is one of the Lamatas Malachas. And more of this is in the Gemara. And again, the rule of Ah, you machal Shabbos, chayv skilom. So therefore, you won't have to pay for the damage that you caused. That's the case. Chayv al We'll stop over here because it's one big continuum. And Emir Tzashem will pick up in the next year beginning with the Gemara.